Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. There are very few organizations anywhere in the United States that can trace their heritage all the way back to the American Revolution. There are even fewer in our area that can celebrate 110 years, the 110th anniversary. The Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution is one of those. They will be celebrating their 110th anniversary. Well, as as you're listening to this, it will have already happened, I suspect, uh, for, for most of our listeners. But uh, we wanted to ask them about some of the activities that the Daughters of the American Revolution do, and also ask about, in particular, some of the history behind the Queen Aliquippa chapter, which serves the McKeesport area. On the line with us this morning is Sharon Walhausen. She is regent of the Queen Aliquippa chapter. Uh, Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Also on the line with us this morning is Chrissy Van Tull. She is historian for the Queen Aliquippa chapter. Uh, Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning. So, so, uh, in 1911, as I believe it was told to me, a group of, of women from the McKeesport area organized and chartered the chapter uh, in, in McKeesport of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Uh, Sharon, tell me, what is the, the DAR? People have probably seen the emblem or heard about them. Uh, Constitution Hall, I think, in Washington, D.C. is operated by the DAR. Uh, but, but tell us a little bit about what the DAR is and, and what it does. Well, that's correct. Uh, in 1890, October 11th, we were incorporated uh, in 1896 by an act of Congress, and the Daughters of the American Revolution, uh, we work in historic preservation, education, and patriotism with a motto of God, home, and country. We have over 185,000 members, 3,000 chapters across 50 states, and we have international chapters as well in Canada, Europe, and Asia. We're a service organization. Okay. What what does one? What are the qualifications to join the DAR? What does one have to do? Oh, okay. Uh, You need to trace your lineage back to a patriot. Okay. And there are certified patriots with that. The paperwork is there, whether it be um, you know muster rolls or some type of documentation. Not just they don't just go by family lore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've done since the 80s, uh, the DAR has worked to expand their role of verified patriots, and this is allowing a more diverse uh, opportunity for Native Americans, African Americans, people of Jewish descent. Sure. Because they found that you don't just have to fight in the war and be on the muster rolls, you had to aid to our freedom okay. in England. Okay. So um, they've got, I know they've uh, they have Jewish shopkeepers. Sure. That aid it uh, from mostly from New York City, mm-hmm. uh, but they also have African Americans who many of them could go from one place to another unnoticed, you know, just because you know they worked for households 
so people were used to them going to different places. Th- and them, they could, that must be a big job, tracking tracking some of those records down must be a big job. Oh, yes. And like I said, they started in the 80s, and they do have a list. It's on the DAR website of, you know, verified patriots. Um, it, and and it, it, we have a start. And we have an excellent lineage um, team within our chapter, and uh, people who uh, determine that they would like to find out if they have a Revolutionary War Patriot, they can check the DAR website for a name. But then the the work begins to trace your own personal an- uh, lineage to that ancestor, and we have a great team of people who assist you to yeah, do that. Correct. And there there are shortcuts. Like, I couldn't find my Patriot wasn't verified but I was able to get help through the Queen Aliquippa chapter that my grandfather's first cousin had joined through a different relative. So that's how I was able to get in. Okay. Let's, let's, let's dig into that just a little bit. Uh, uh, that's Sharon Walhouse and she is the regent or what would be the chair or executive director of the Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Also on the line with us, who we just heard a moment ago is Chrissy Van Toll, who is historian uh, for the Queen Aliquippa chapter. Um let me let me ask you this. Let me ask this question to you, Chrissy. Who was Queen Aliquippa, and why is the McKeesport chapter named after her? A lot of people, if they hear Aliquippa, they obviously think Beaver County, right? Right, exactly. Queen Aliquippa was a Mingo Seneca leader. She was respected in leadership by early Native American families. In fact, George Washington even mentions her in his notes when he traveled through the area. He had met her on several occasions. And I think the funny part was, you know, they would bring gifts, and she liked the gifts, and her favorite gift was the rum. I remember reading the story that he presented her on one of his trips, I believe he wrote, with a match coat and a and a jug of rum. And of the two gifts, the rum was much more appreciated, he wrote. <laughs> that's, that's, I've heard a very similar story, okay. so, yes. Uh, the, the chapter was chartered, obviously it's the 110th anniversary, it was chartered in 1911. Who were the women that founded the Queen Aliquippa chapter in McKeesport? We had a number of women from the, from the McKeesport area. Uh, there's a, a list of, of names that it, people would recognize, like Robbins from Robbins Station Road okay. and Souls from Souls Avenue in McKeesport, and a lot of prominent women from that time. Uh, gathered together and determined that they wanted to be part of this organization. So there's a charter that... Go ahead, Chrissy. I was going to say, I have a complete list, but I gave it over... For uh, our meeting this weekend, our celebration. That, that's okay. I was just wondering that these were the these were the wives of of prominent McKeesporters, and in some cases were prominent McKeesporters themselves. Then I'm presuming. That's yeah. true, and our original charter is hanging on the wall at the McKeesport Heritage um, Society over in Renzihausen Park. Chrissy Van Toll is historian for the Daughters of the American Revolution Queen Aliquippa chapter in McKeesport. Also on the line with us is Sharon Walhausen. She's the regent for the Queen Aliquippa chapter. We're talking about their 110th anniversary. They will be celebrating. Actually, they will. Your celebration is April 10th, correct? So m- most people who have That's already correct. it will already have happened by the time most people are uh, listening to to this. Uh, we're going to have to take a break in a couple of minutes, but before we do, uh, let, let me start with Sharon Walhausen, since you're the regent. What have you been able to learn about 
who was your patriot? You, you use the term patriot. That was who you have to trace your lineage back to. Who was your patriot, and, and what was their role during the American Revolution? My patriot was James Jordan, and it was family lore at my house that we had a patriot. And I had a great aunt who desperately wanted to be a member and pass that history down when it came into my hands. And I did the family research to... Uh, try to do like Chrissy was talking about the documentation mm -hmm. and it actually took me a number of years because there is always some difficulty in that patriot that uh, son actually the person between the revolution and the civil war is often the difficult spot huh. but um, my patriot was James Jordan and he was uh, originally from Chester Pennsylvania and moved into Morristown, right into the heart of the Revolutionary War, and as a 17-year-old, was uh, conscripted to join. Um, and his brother had already joined the Revolution through New York. And then after the Revolution, both of those men uh, found their way moving across Pennsylvania toward the western section of PA, as so many did at, after the Revolution ended. It was the gateway to the West, as they said at the time. Uh, Chrissy Van Toll, over to you. Uh, who, who, To whom do you trace your lineage during the American Revolution, and, and what was their role? Hugh Caldwell, he was a private out of New Jersey. And like many after the Revolutionary War, um, his family, and I tried to join under William Bloom, but he was unable. I, we can't prove it. Uh -huh. We. Uh, the last time anyone saw the papers that could prove it was in 1932 at a family reunion. We haven't been able to track that down. <laughs> uh, Unfortunate. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's a hunt. But uh, the Caldwells and the Blooms ended up in Clearfield County mm -hmm. and Jefferson County. Mm -hmm. So during trying to get my paperwork together, I actually met quite a few relatives through William Bloom and Abraham Bloom, and we actually had a reunion in 2015. Really? Yes. There were over 300 people, all genealogists, and all came, and we were comparing. So, <laughs> you know, it what turned into me trying to get into the Daughters of the American Revolution turned into meeting a lot of relatives and good friends. Let's pause right there, and when we come back, let's pick it up, because I have a feeling a lot of the people who are listening to this probably have an interest in researching their own family histories, and I'd like to maybe you share some of your experiences and, and learn more about what you learned and, and what advice you can pass on, okay? Okay, thank you. Uh, Chrissy Van Toll is historian uh, for the Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. Sharon Walhausen is on the line with us, too. She is the regent uh, of the Queen Aliquippa chapter. We're talking about their 110th anniversary uh, in the McKeesport area. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifler's.com or call 4 one two six seven eight six one nine one. Chrissy Van Toll, uh, you were talking before the break a little bit about the difficulty of, of verifying um, that you have a relative who fought in the American Revolution. The other thing that, that both you and Sharon Walhausen, both of your stories struck me, is that 
you're not tracing your lineage back to uh, Robert Morris or Benjamin Franklin. You're tracing your your lineage back, Sharon. You said to to a 17 year old who was conscripted into the Continental Army, and Chrissy Van Tull, the same thing. You're, you're tracing your your lineage back to someone who was a private in in the Continental Army. So these are these are common ordinary folks who who did their duty during the American Revolution. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, so, so Chrissy, uh, we'll get back to you, Sharon, in just a moment. But Chrissy, you you, you were telling us a story about the difficulty of proving that the trail kind of went cold for you in 1932, and you had to find a different angle. What are some of the records that you had to look at and had to find uh, and compile? Mostly muster rolls, payrolls, um, widows' pensions. Okay. And that that type of uh, paperwork that you have to go through. But right now, uh, there is a uh, the National Archives gave a, a whole lot of paperwork to the Daughters of the American Revolution, and there are people, volunteers, are transcribing them. So we're kind of hoping that names will pop up. And I have heard of at least two patriots that have been able to verify through the project. Wait, I'm assuming these records are handwritten. Uh, for the most oh, part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and what are some of the difficulties that people run into with the handwriting, for instance? Uh, they wrote just completely different. It's like, okay, is that an F? Is that a T? Yeah, because you know, that could make all the difference to somebody. Uh, Sharon Walhausen, what were some of the difficulties that you ran into when you were uh, verifying that you had lineage back to someone who fought in the American Revolution? For me, I was fortunate that many of the family members had moved to the Monroeville area and were buried in the Stone Church. My main problem was the one generation that in between the Revolutionary War and the Civil War spelled his name differently. And while he was buried in the same group of people, he also died at the time when records were just ashes on a census. And so I had a lot of difficulty proving him and had to, like Chrissy said, find tax records and other documentation. Did, did you – cemetery records is one place that, that I think the average person who has not done genealogy would not realize that they are a great resource to, to track down family history, Sharon. So you you did some of that work with cemetery records and was it literally going out and looking at tombstones? In the beginning, it yeah. was tromping around tombstones and then and uh, traveling around and digging through records. I, I made many a trip to Chester County, where the family originally came from, and went through their archives. And then, of course, you know, with the with the computers and all of the records that are being gathered and documented, it becomes easier and easier to make those connections. Sharon Walhausen is a regent. Uh, that would be the chair or or board president of the Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution in McKeesport. Also on the line with us is Chrissy Van Tull, who is the historian and librarian for the chapter. Uh, Sharon, I'm going to ask Chrissy the same question, but first I'm going to ask you, what were some other places? You, you mentioned that a lot of your, your relatives you found were buried in Monroeville at the Old Stone Church there. At the, I think that's the corner of Strohshine Road and um, Monroeville Boulevard, I think. Did the Monroeville Historical Society help? Did the Historical Society of Western Pennsylvania help? You, you mentioned the National Archives. W- where were some of the places you had to go to find these records? Oh, yes. I, it was it was a lot of fun, actually, to okay. um, tromp these records down. And I went to Chester County, and I went to the State Archives. I went to Trenton, New Jersey, to the New Jersey State. I went to Morristown, the community where I found that he had entered service. And I went to their library and checked through their records 
And then, of course, as uh, in the later years, it, it became easier and easier to track things down simply by computer and by tax records and uh, using things like Ancestry.com mm -hmm. and uh, going through the computer records. Uh, Chrissy Van Tol, who is historian and librarian, besides your, your own family, have you done genealogy for anyone else? No, I, I'm pretty uh, packed up with that. Well, I, what I started with just my mother's line to get into DAR. I'm now starting to get into my grandmother's maternal line. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm slowly working on that. That's a winter project. Now, now um, Sharon said it was a lot of fun. Um, is, is it always fun or is it sometimes hard work? It is hard work. And uh, sometimes things turn up when you don't expect it. Um, I couldn't find my great grandmother's death certificate. So luckily they took her, uh, obituary with a picture of her tombstone, which oh. I had to go up to Brockway to get. And it was, you know, and I, I just, and then just last year, um, a distant cousin says, I have Nora's death certificate. Well, they didn't give it to us because she has because of how she died. She didn't know how we would take it. But my grandfather has passed, and so have all the children. So mm. she felt comfortable sending me a copy. Now, now for a lot of us who who are probably listening here, myself included, my family was coming to the United States just about the time the DAR was being founded in the late nineteenth century. So obviously, we don't have anybody that, as far as we know, that we could trace back to the American Revolution, but. Certainly, I would think some of the, the same tools and some of the same experiences that you both had tracing your genealogy would apply. Sharon, I'll, I'll ask you, if somebody wants, is hearing this and they would like to trace their genealogy, maybe they think they do have a relative who fought in the American Revolution. Where, where, where's a good place for them to start? Interviewing their relatives, or where should they start? Well, one of the things that uh, if you really think that you have somebody you should contact um, a local chapter, you can. Um, we have a website, Queen Aliquippa DAR. It's a Wix site, and if you just Google that, um, we get uh, a message sent to us that you're interested in searching your patriarch. Okay. We have many prospective members, and we have a lineage team that begins the process of helping you to nail down, you know, from your family stories and maybe uh, some of the documents that you already do have, how to begin tracing your ancestor. And they do give you tips and and give you assistance along the way. And then uh, once you establish that line, they begin the process of filling out your application for the Daughters of the American Revolution. If they if they assume that they do not have any, which I, I would be shocked and surprised if, if anybody, like I said, I the Hungarian Revolution maybe, but not the American Revolution. <laughs> um, what... what where where can they start though? Can they? You both mentioned family lore, and sometimes the family lore is not a hundred percent accurate. But I know some people have like a family bible that they have written yeah. names and things down. Are, are those kinds of resources where people yes. can start? Yes. If you get a name, you can go to the DAR website without being a member, mm -hmm. and, and it's called the Patriot Lookup. Okay. So you can look up what name you have. But you have to be aware, spellings are different. Um, and so you kind of have to fish around. And, and then, like, there are some very common names. One day I looked up John Smith. Sure. There was a bunch of them. So, <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, you know, you have to know where they're from. They're, and it has their birthday. You know, so 
you can kind of narrow it down. You have to whittle it down a little bit. So if you can get that name and cross-reference, say, with the Family Bible or the census records, yeah, you know, to to you know, like I said, cross-reference, and that gives you a good start. And the 19, I just saw somebody, a friend of mine just shared this the other day, that the 1950 census is soon going to be unsealed. The census records are unsealed after 72 uh, years. Yes, the genealogy websites are a buzz. <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk about some of the current activities that your Queen Aliquippa chapter uh, does in the community, and also talk about where some of your members come from, okay? Thank you. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guests for a few more minutes are Sharon Walhausen and Chrissy Fantol from the Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. They're celebrating their 110th anniversary this year with a, a tea social. Uh, Sharon, are you going to be fortunate enough to be able to meet in person? We've had this crazy pandemic year that nobody has been able to get together. Uh, is, is your social going to be in person? Yes, uh, we've been very fortunate that we only missed one meeting and okay. then we immediately moved to uh, Zoom meetings. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then um, as the state opened things up, we're able to do hybrid meetings. So we have now increased the way in which you can participate because we've learned how to bring people in on Zoom while we're in the room in person as well. It's uh, actually been a benefit. That is wonderful. And I, and I think you are going to have your state regent, so the, the, the head of the state, Pennsylvania, DAR, is going to participate as well in your event? Yes, she's uh, going to join us at our meeting. Um, our state region is Elizabeth Watkins, and, and she is um, working on her project. Where, since we are a service organization, last year she worked on restoration of the Valley Forge Tower Robert Morris window, and this year she has a goal of um, raising support in Pennsylvania for the lighting for the reconstruction of Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. Where do your members come from? You're the McKeesport area chapter, but I'm assuming it's much broader than that in the Mon Valley areas. Where where do some of your members come in from? We have members from McKeesport, of course, White Oak, Irwin, Monroeville, West Mifflin, North Huntington, Elizabeth Township, the Pittsburgh area, and throughout the Mon Valley. Yeah, you mentioned at the top of the show that there are chapters in Canada, there are chapters in Europe, uh, Asia, did you say as well, of of, of Absolutely. That's pretty remarkable. What is the website? Where should they go or how should they get in contact? Well, they can get in contact with us through um, queenaliquippa.dar.wixsite.com. Okay. You can just Google um, DAR and you can get uh, the Pennsylvania uh, PSS DAR site. What, what are some of the, yeah, what are some of the activities? That, that you have participated in. You have uh, done support for uh, ROTC and for veterans and for uh, troop appreciation, uh, Sharon. What are some activities over the last few years that the Queen Aliquippa chapter has worked on? One of the newest things that we've done within our chapter is, is a book club. So every month there's a, a book club and Zoom discussion. But also um, we have started to um, record family records from Bibles. Ah. So we have a lineage team that is receiving copies from Bibles from us in order to enhance what Chrissy was talking about earlier, 
the Patriot Project to help people find their own lineage. Are those records shared in any kind of a, a database that other people can search them, or are, are they only kept local? Uh, on, at the DAR.org site, they have um, applications for members that have the name, and so you can open them up and read them. Some you need to purchase some. Some, uh, if there's living members, those names are are redacted for obvious reasons for security, sure. personal security. But some of the older ones where everyone has passed, you can get them and, and get the names. Uh, one, one, makes, oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just going to say, if you have the names and the, date, and the birth dates that are on the applications for the DAR, it makes it a lot easier to go out. And actually, if it is on the application and it has been approved, DAR already has it. So a lot of times, if you get your Patriot and you can find someone who joined from your family line, someone has already done a lot of the legwork. I couldn't join under William Bloom, but I could join under Hugh Caldwell and my grandfather's cousin was a member under Hugh Caldwell. So I just had to trace my lineage to my grandfather and and I had some paperwork that said that she was his sister. One thing that I think the DAR, and I think your chapter has participated in this as well, has been helping preserve grave sites of revolutionary soldiers. Is that something that the Queen Aliquippa chapter has done, Sharon? Yes, and um, under historic preservation, we do um, we were, have been restoring gravestones in in some of the local um, graveyards, and the chapters also have purchased uh, monuments that name the Revolutionary War patriots in that particular um, grave. Uh, so, for example, over in uh, Lebanon Church, there is a monument that was placed by our chapter. And it lists every Revolutionary War patriot in that cemetery. And many uh, DAR organizations erect such monuments. You, you've done some beautification projects too, haven't you? Some uh, you've planted some gardens. I think where where are some of those gardens that people may be able to see? Our, uh, we um, have mostly done because of the pandemic. A lot of the the gardens have been local and in people's ho- own homes and and yards. We've been proud to have uh, Victory and Sunshine Gardens, Container and Pollinator Gardens, uh, increasing back backyard wildlife habitat. So even just locally in your own, you know, increasing uh, bird wildlife. And we follow all of that on a Facebook site that we have where we share, you know, what we're doing in, in the area of conservation, which is led by our member Donna Jordan. She does an excellent job. Uh, you can Google Queen Aliquippa DAR and you will come up. It is the very first result. I tried it myself. Uh, it is the very first result. If you'd like to know more about the Queen Aliquippa chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution based in McKeesport, but serving the whole Mon Valley area, they are celebrating their 110th anniversary, uh, founded in 1911 by a group of women from the McKeesport area. And, and, and as you mentioned, Sharon, before we wrap up here, uh, a, a lot of people may have assumed that it was only white folks who were tracing their lineage back, but you said for the past 40 years, black folks and uh, Jewish folks uh, all have been able to trace their lineage back to patriots. And, and as you both used your example from your own family, Sharon, you said your family, your family member was a 17-year-old 
conscript into the army. Uh, Chrissy, I said you, I think you said the same thing. Your your family member who was in the American Revolution was a private in the army. So uh, the misconception, I think, may be that you had to be one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence or one of the signers of the Constitution, and that's just not so. Actually, even people who just lent aid are often listed by their tax rolls. Um, uh, they may have given property. They may have given food. Um, there's a number of different ways in which you may have lent your aid to the cause, which allows you to become a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution. It, it's a fascinating history, and it's fascinating the work that you're doing uh, in preserving people's genealogy. Our guests this morning have been Chrissy Van Tull. She is historian and librarian for the Queen Aliquippa chapter, which is in McKeesport, not in Beaver County. Uh, and also on the line with us this morning has been Sharon Walhausen. She is regent or chair of the Queen Aliquippa chapter. Congratulations on your 110th anniversary, and uh, I hope you have 110 more. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.